0: The Managed Smarter Show is brought to you by SalesCred, the sales skill building solution that empowers sales teams worldwide to multiply sales opportunities by improving perception, accelerating trust building, and by earning repeat business. Get the best-selling book by C. Lee Smith, download the free mobile app, and now sign up for the SalesCred masterclasses. Book your session now at SalesCred.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast.
1: We love talking about sales, Lee, and our expert today, it talks about social selling, but one of the pieces of jam and enthusiasm she has on the topic overlaps with you regarding sales credibility. We're going to talk about all that today.
2: We are going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about not only uh, things like LinkedIn or whatever, but also, uh, Bryn uh, gave a great webinar recently, uh, which we were proud to sponsor. Uh, And it was all about converting connections to uh, conversations using not only LinkedIn, but also ChatGPT and generative AI. So we're going to talk a little bit about the generative AI angle today as well.
1: Super interesting. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. I am Audrey Strong, Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel.
2: And I'm Celie Smith. I am the founder and CEO of SalesFuel.
1: And so Bryn Tillman is our special guest today. I love this. She calls herself the LinkedIn Whisperer Mm -hmm. and the CEO of Social Sales Link. For more than a decade, she's been teaching entrepreneurs, sales teams, and business leaders how to leverage LinkedIn for social selling and to do it with credibility. Um, as a former sales trainer and personal producer, Bryn adopted all of the traditional sales techniques and adapted them to the new digital world. And you can do it too, she says. She guides professionals to establish a thought leader and subject matter expert brand, find and engage the right target market, and leverage clients and networking partners for warm introductions and turning them into qualified buyers. So, Bryn, we're so glad you're here. It's, it's just fun to talk to you again.
3: Excited. To I talk am. To you. I am thrilled to be here. And I am just really excited to talk with you guys on this future of social selling with AI uh, and keeping it authentic, which is such a big part of your ethos, right? And so, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing that, that that's top of my mind before we get into the future, I want to deal, talk about the present for, for a second. Um, okay. You know, I always like to tell salespeople when I'm coaching them that, you know, then to craft your LinkedIn profile, not just for your next boss, but also for your next customer. And it seems like so many salespeople, and I think you'll agree on this or whatever, seem to overlook their LinkedIn profile as a way of how they're being seen by potential prospects. So, matter of fact, 63% of B2B buyers on a study that we did. Uh, say that they will check out the salesperson's LinkedIn profile, their social media, or do a Google search on them before w- they are willing to take a, that first call or first meeting with them. So, with that in mind, what tips could you have for salespeople or even sales managers, for that matter? This is Manage Smarter on how to update that that LinkedIn profile to uh, you know to give them a better presence to the buyer.
3: Oh, that's such a great question. And let's let's start with a mindset shift. Rather than this being your resume, you know, you made president's club three times in a, you know, three times in a row, or you have the best negotiating skills, right? Which, by the way, will turn off your clients because they don't want the best negotiator. They want <laughs> uh, you know, someone that can help them solve their problems. So we really need to shift our profile from a resume to a resource. Think of your profile as a landing page, that when someone gets here, they're connecting with you, they're identifying areas that maybe they didn't even know uh, was an issue inside of their organization. And then you're teaching them something new that gets them thinking differently about the way they're doing things today. Those are the things that lead to uh, you know, opportunities. But salespeople say, well, this is my profile. It's not my company's profile. Well, this is your professional profile. And if your profession is helping buyers solve problems, then that should be what you're emphasizing here. And, and the key is rather than constantly telling them, how you can help them, simply help them. So
1: Absolutely. what are some of the, the nuggets of information that you put on there that make you seem more authentic or you actually are authentic and how much is TMI? Is that a fine line?
3: Yeah, so um, the, the TMI is interesting. I think TMI is when you talk too much about yourself mm-hmm. too early on in your profile. You have to earn the right for them to care about you. And I will hear people, well, people buy from people, but they buy from people who are valuable to them, (laughs) right? So first, we have to earn the right. And the profile really gives that the opportunity. So I'm going to just quickly template it. And everything is personalized. But from a concept, the job of your headline is to get them curious enough to read more. To keep going. It's like the headline of a newspaper. The job of your featured section is to be a scroll stopper and to provide value and insights that gets them thinking differently about the way they're doing things today. That's what makes you a professional thought leader, getting people to think differently, right? You're leading them to think in another way. Now, we don't do this through pitch, we don't do this by saying we help people. We actually help them, whether it's a checklist or, you know, five mistakes or um, seven myths or three things you could do right now too. Now, uh, now a lot of people go, "Oh, that's gimmicky." Not if it's implementable, if it's valuable and implementable, and they read it and they go. Wow, why have I never thought of this before? How many times have we said that? And then think about the credibility in the person that got you to think that way, right? So the key is, the litmus test is, can they do something without ever having to talk with you and have it have an impact? If they have to talk with you to get the impact, it doesn't count. It's a pitch.
2: It seems to me that that's a perfect use of AI when bringing that into as far as being able to help generate content like that. So, uh is, is that what you're seeing, you know, and your work with with ChatGPT for example?
3: Yeah, and and so I have like uh, I have a philosophy right now and you know things are going to change, I'm sure over time, but I think that this is part of a core value which is when Our sales leaders, our sales reps are creating content. I want it in their own voice. So there's only two places I allow them to leverage in order to create content. One is their own transcript. Get on Zoom, talk for three to five minutes on your own topic. And the other is the link to your company page um, slash website. Let's say that, let's go website first. Why? Because I don't want them to pull insights from competitors. So when we put a prompt into ChatGPT, and let's say we're gonna create a blog post on a topic. So the sales rep has a question from from a client and before he answers the question, he's like, you know what, do you mind if I record this quickly? and then I'll send you the recording so that you have the answer. So they hit record, and then they restate the question. So just to clarify, your question was, how do we do A, B, and C when X, Y, and Z is happening? Yes? Yes. Great. Here are some of my thoughts. And then they answer the question. And then they stop the recording and they finish the call. And then they download the transcript of that four or five-minute Snippet. They copy it. They upload it to ChatGPT along with a link to the website. They say, please, you know, act as a whatever they are, right? Act as a sales leader, a CEO of a manufacturing company, or whatever it is, right? You know, and only use. The content in the following transcript and from this website, do not pull content from anywhere else. Now it's our voice. It's authentic. Um, Yes, ChatGPT can do a great job of coming up with content. That's not yours.
2: Right, or that's not true in some cases.
3: Yeah, and, and not true, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, if you are going to use anyone else's content, you want to ask ChatGPT at the end of your prompt, please list all sources. And they will. They'll give you a link of where they pulled the content from if you want to vet it. But at the end of the day, for sales folks, I really want this to be in your voice. You're pulling in the company voice by leveraging the website. I have complete um, I think that's completely authentic, right? Like that's our, and the reps voice themselves and then edit it and play with it. But there's so much more you can do, but it starts with that transcript.
1: And it needs human verification. Isn't that the phrase that everybody's That's the phrase we now? use
2: here, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, and the interesting thing though, and that's where sales reps go, I don't have time for that. But if you tell ChatGPT, only use my words. You don't have to worry about the verification. I mean, you can go through and edit it and make sure it sounds like you. But if you tell it not to research, I think you're pretty safe.
1: Yeah, Lee, have you done that? You've used Chat GPT and played with it, I know, in terms of, but if you put, you've put limits on it, right?
2: Yeah, I mean and how did you know, that work I, for you? When I want to sell with insight, you know, using ChatGPT, I always give it the insight. And I'll I'll get it from something like AdMall or Sales Fuel or uh mm-hmm. or or another source that's well known and trusted and everything like that, uh, that you know, that I can source and see it myself. And then I'll feed that into Chat GPT. But it's like where things go off the rails is that if you're you know to ask it to go out and you know find its own stuff. And uh, that's, you know, you're just asking for heartache at that point in time. And there's nothing that can damage credibility than, than actually stating things that aren't true or aren't from reliable sources, uh, or quite frankly, you'll get quizzed on and, and you don't know how to respond to it. Uh, if, if it's got your name on it, then it's like you have to treat everything like, you know, it's, it, I said it, I meant it, you know, I can back it up. Otherwise, don't say it.
3: Exactly.
1: For the credibility piece of this in your process, Bryn, that you train sales professionals on, what about chat, GPT and tone? You know, Lee warns that, you know, you send one bad email that sounds schmaltzy or is direct pitch right away, and it's just a turnoff. But what about, have you seen it spit out tone that doesn't, or the voice that is not at all like the voice of the person that you're training? And how do you fix that?
3: So the first thing you can do is you can teach it. Really? So don't just don't go in there and say casual, professional voice and then use it, right? You can start that way. Now, as soon as you say casual, it's going to give you emojis. Yeah. So you could say oh, casual, wow. professional, no emojis. Um, then you could you may go and go, um, I would not use the word red, please use rose instead. Okay. So it's, you can teach it your words. So um, I had done um, a, a, a chat GPT without say I used my transcript, but I did not tell it to not research. And it pulled in a quote. And I only know it's a quote because I know her from Jill Rowley that I heard her say from the stage, but it didn't give her credit. It was pulled mm. in to my content. Now, fortunately, I knew it. I yeah. you know, know that it was hers. And then I went back and Googled and it was showed up in like 12 of her sites, you know, whatever podcasts and blog posts and things. So that's where, and that was pretty early on in me using this. And then I went, you know, this is dangerous. We, you know, we want to make sure that we're using this authentically. Um, I probably got off from what your question was. Just the voice or the tone,
1: so that any
3: communication
1: that you're sending sounds like you, if you use AI to generate it.
3: Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. And salespeople typically were talkers. So Mm -hmm. I now have, I downloaded the app on my phone. It's got a um, microphone. I click and I talk my email and it syncs to my computer. So I've signed into my uh, OpenAI account on my my app and on the computer, and I can do a lot of the work verbally. So I I will just record, and then sometimes I'm just recording and I it, and I don't tell it to do anything, and I hit enter and it said you didn't tell me to do anything, <laughs> but I can grab my my. Um, transcript and then put a prompt in front of it. Um, So I'm really using my voice as from my voice. And it's something that we're really teaching folks to do. It does learn your voice um, over time. And that's what makes it AI. It's learning. It's, you know, it's um, artificial intelligence. You know, you could get lots of things from Google, but it doesn't learn. ChatGPT is learning. And so it's our job to really teach it.
2: You know, and because it's generative, what you get there is like, if you're looking for consistency, okay, I wanted to, to give me the same thing every single time, chances are you're not going to get that. Even, you know, now, now I, I, that being said, I do what, what, what you just mentioned. It's like, for example, on email, I always say the first sentence should never start with, I hope, I trust, I just... I I just gives your power away. All three of those things start with the word "I," and then if you and I hope I want to eliminate that because ChatGPT loves to open up email with "I hope this email finds you well."
3: (laughs) No, everyone.
2: Yeah, chances are (laughs) that email is not finding you well. (laughs) So I mean, it's like so. Just just don't say it. So there are things that you can do to teach it and train it and everything like that. but part of the beauty of it is, is, that you don't get sometimes get the same thing twice. You can feed it the exact same thing and and get different results on different days, and that's actually uh, part of the fun, mm-hmm. right? But it's like it's mm-hmm. it's also a little annoying for for some personality types that that they expect a certain level of consistency. But yeah, mm-hmm. that being said, I wanted to talk about uh, something else that you had mentioned during the webinar. You showed a very interesting tool that you uh, it, it's a extension of Google Chrome. Uh, huh? That uses templates with uh, Chat GPT. Why don't you share a little bit more about that? Because I thought that was fascinating.
3: It is brilliant. And every single sales team in the world needs to download this. Right now, it's still free. I'm sure they're, I mean, they had some great funding. In fact, Reed Hoffman, uh, who is the founder of LinkedIn, is a major investor in this company. It's called Magical. But if you go to Chrome, go to getmagical.com what it is is it's a short code with variable platform so you can store all of your prompts with a short code um, all of my short codes start with an equal so if I, for me if i know i want to use a prompt to create a linkedin poll mine is equal co46 i know my short code i put that in to chat gpt and what happens is It It literally creates variables that'll say, paste your transcript here. How many characters do you want? How many hashtags do you want? Like it, you can, it, and it, the variable literally you copy and paste or type in your answer. So you have that prompt that you can recall every single time. So if you know, I want to tell it every single time, do not start with, I hope, I wish, I th- whatever, right? We don't want to do you don't have to type that every time it's in your prompt. Um, and all you have to do in many cases is put in your thoughts and then it will create it. The key is being a really good prompt engineer. Um, and if it's okay, we have, you can grab, if you have magical, you can grab 101 of our templates. If you go to social dot slash chat GPT, They'll automatically be installed inside of Magical, and you can edit them, or delete them, or change them. But it will start uh, you on the right track for creating the types of prompts that makes ChatGPT work for LinkedIn. Yeah, I,
1: got
0: some, I
2: some, installed got some templates in, in this book right here. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like, yeah. uh, have you thought, have, have you taken some of the, the templates that you've you've written for LinkedIn in this in this book and put it in the Magical and then tried that out?
3: They are, and they're actually at socialsaleslink.com slash magical are all those templates. Very nice. Yeah, Yeah, that's fantastic. The LinkedIn Sales Playbook, A Tactical Guide to
1: Social Selling is the name of that book, everyone, that Bryn wrote. And so we have a few minutes left. I know your website is, um, it's socialsaleslink.com, and you give classes in all of this stuff. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? that?
3: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we have on-demand classes, and we have a coaching membership. Uh, so for $97 a month, you join us twice uh, a week and we walk you through your profile, your content, your outreach, your client referrals, your networking opportunities. And twice, I mean, it's drop, it, drop in group coaching, come in as much as you want. But in addition to learning, we're personalizing the experience.
1: Because everybody has a different Achilles heel within their social selling process. Some people might have trouble getting them into a sales qualified lead. It may be great at getting to that point and then can't seem to convert. And other people have problems earlier on, right? Mm -hmm. We're really
3: top of the pipeline, Mm -hmm. top of the funnel. I mean, we really are about starting the first conversation in a credible, trustworthy way. That's not Mm salesy.
2: Absolutely not. You know, the uh, the book we had just mentioned, it, it's mostly about LinkedIn, but there's some stuff in there about Twitter. And with all that's going on in, in the social media space, I was kind of wondering, you know, based on your experiences, like how do you predict things are going to shake out, you know, in, in the social media space? And, and you know, what's going to be valuable for salespeople and social selling going forward?
3: Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, uh, Twitter has kind of owned this space for a really long time. This thread space really is what it is. Um, and, you know, Meta has, you know, jumped on board and said, you know, we're, we're going to compete. And I don't think they would have done that had Elon Musk not acquired Twitter, but I think they see that, you know, there are things that are changing good, bad, or ugly. They now have competition. What do I predict? Um, Meta does a lot of things really poorly. I'm just going to start like Facebook and Instagram. They bought Instagram. Great. They have bought so many companies that die on the vine. They have, they started branch out to compete with LinkedIn and nobody even knows they started it before they closed it. Right. So, so in some, my initial response is meta just stay in your lane, what I'm seeing, and and again, I haven't. This is too early for me to know, but my prediction is it's not going to do what Twitter does. That's my prediction. I think Twitter has the the SEO. Twitter has the uh, the numbers. One of the reasons LinkedIn is almost untouchable is because you know they're almost almost a billion people strong. Facebook is larger, I think, than you know is one of the uh, larger than the top, I don't know, countries, like their population, I've seen that out there. Um, Unless it gets completely integrated into Instagram or Facebook, where it's a feature, not a separate app. And then I think Mm -hmm. it could do okay. But as a separate app, I'm really, um, my prediction is it, just is not going to have uh, the the value or the, the engagement that Twitter has. It's like a little late in the game. And you can't DM. Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Right? Yeah, like, I, that's a big I'm, thing.
2: I'm kind of, you know, I'm with you on that. I mean, I believe that it's all about critical mass. And so if your prospects are on whatever platform... I don't care what, but it's like, you know, you don't know if it's if it's going to be the next clubhouse or the next what vine or whatever. It's like you know, the, the, the landscape is littered with <laughs> failed social media wow, brands experiments. My... And likewise, as far as what you said about Meta, it's like, I'm driving my fourth Tesla right now. It's like, and I'm a big NASA fan. I wish that, you know, Elon Musk would stick to building cars and firing off rockets personally, <laughs> you know, but, you know, they don't listen to us. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: You, yeah, you're done I mean, with this next Tesla. You can ride a rocket. How about that? Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, uh, this is the thing for for I think for Elon Musk this this was a fun project. This isn't serious. Twitter is not a. It's a hobby. A, it's a hobby. It's <laughs> it's fun for him, and it was a way for him to get his voice out any way he wants to as many people as he wants. So it was a little self serving, I believe. That said, he's a genius, but not a, not it social media threads. He's a genius in other areas. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I agree with you. I really think stick to your lane. Um, we'll see. Again, I could be totally wrong, but I just have not seen Facebook do anything really um, right since Facebook, except buying Instagram, of course.
2: You, you know, right. but the, there, I think there's a lesson, though, in this conversation, <clears> maybe, <throat> is a common thread is, is, that, is to learn, you know, what you're genius at. And, you know, and really, you know, let that blossom and stick to it as best as you can. You can dabble in other areas, but it's like find your genius and, you know, uh, make the most of it. So it's like your genius, of course, LinkedIn, you're doing great things with chat GPT and social selling, mind sales, credibility, pre-sales research. Mm-hmm. And, and things like that. Audrey's brilliant then at public relations and at marketing and, 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 you know, television and things like that. So and, you know, what we can do then to make the most of our genius and sticking to it rather than, you know, because I to tell you, I've wasted a lot of time and money over my career chasing things in categories that, you know, I was very interested in, but I wasn't a genius at. And quite frankly, the results showed and, you know, and, and it was a waste. And if I would have spent that more of that time and money and what I was a genius at, it's like, you know, I,
3: I think that would be further along. I love that lesson. Yeah. And, and it needs to hit three things. You need to be a genius or excellent at it. Mm-hmm. You need to love it and people need to be willing to pay you for it. And if you can hit the trifecta, you're in a great place that is a
1: perfect thing to end on this has been a really fast 20 minutes but yes I agree with that and I will be pinging you Bryn, in six months and we'll talk about threads we'll see where we're okay. At. <laughs> yeah and everybody, one you. last plug I want to let them know that you have a podcast calling making sales social podcast and I want people to catch that as well so we thank cross-pollinate you. podcasts so this has been great thank, thank you so you much. Do. I had a lot of fun.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio
2: Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.